Hey guys, producer Ryan here with a really quick favor to ask. Uh, we have a listener survey online. It's really brief, six questions. It should take you less than a minute to fill out. Um, the show's free and we're trying our best to keep it that way. And it would help us out a bunch if you could just fill out some basic info on the survey. Uh, we're going to put the link up on our Facebook and our Twitter, but I'm also going to read it right now in case you're in front of your computer. It's wizard, W-I-Z-Z-A-R-D dot TV slash survey slash P-Y-H-T show. Um, and again, we're going to stick the link on Facebook and Twitter. But if you could just go there, fill it out. It'll take less than a minute. It would really help us out. That's it. Um, thanks a lot for listening and hope you enjoy the show. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thank you for coming out to the ECB. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Shut off your cell phones and please put your hands together for your host, Cameron Esposito. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Cameron Esposito. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Wow. Wow. Who is that? Who is that one person? Yes, that that guy. You're my. I like what you're. I like what you're working with. I like what you're bringing to the. Yeah. I like what's happening with you. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. That's that's what what's going on in your day. That that's the energy you're bringing to this show. Sorry. Did you have a good one? Yeah. No, don't be sorry. I mean, I like it. I am on board with you. Fuck these people. Do you understand? It's you and I in this room alone. Um, how was your day? Yeah, it was really good. What what happened? Well. It's your third day. In- oh, wait a minute. Do I detect? And do I detect a slight accent? Yeah. It almost feels like you're from a place with I don't know uh, kangaroos, or maybe they maybe they have a ring. I don't know. Yeah. One particular ring, or is it the kangaroos? Uh, it's the kangaroos. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you can understand how I think you might have a ring and mountains oh, yeah, yeah. and a journey. Okay. Hairy feet. You know what I'm saying? Very and then you're on a you're on a horse. You know, get on here, and then you storm the castle. Do you understand what I'm describing? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. No, well, you're from Australia. Yes. Did I? Don't I kind of sound Australian when I say that? It's the oh fuck you. Um, no, I do. Do you say yeah or no? I just assumed you said no. Well, I said yes, but I said oh, but same. you said it in Australian accent, so I can't understand that. <laughs> what are you doing in Los Angeles? Half working? What? What? Uh, what do you have to do? Well, I work in music. You work in music, yeah. like making the music, or no, writing no. the checks for the music, or what kind of stuff are we talking about? Contracts. Manage, manage bands. Oh, you manage bands. Yeah. So is your band here with you? Uh, no. No. Yeah. Well, they are. What? They are, what? They're in Los Angeles. It's complicated. Oh, sure. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? That makes. They're in San Francisco now. Yeah, that's not here. So that feels like that's a pretty clear-cut answer. <laughs> you sound like my mom's friends who are always like, oh, you live in Los Angeles? Well, you should hang out. My daughter has a friend that lives in San Francisco. <laughs> so just hang out with each other. It's very far hangout. There in San Francisco, were you there first? Uh, no, I'm not there with them. You're not there? You Okay, cool. You're here. Well, thank you for being here. You don't. You sound handsome. I can't see you, but you sound very handsome. Um, 
clap it up for this gentleman. You're like my second favorite Australian person that I've met this year because you're because you're so awesome with your yeah up front. My first favorite Australian person, and you'd have an impossible time bringing this guy down. I was on an airplane next to like this very cut, like jacked dude with like with like um, barbed wire bicep tattoos. You know the kind that I'm talking about. And um, we were on, so we're like halfway through a plane, uh, in a flight. And there, was, there started to be a ton of turbulence. And I just looked at, like, to bond with him in that moment. Just like, well, if I'm going down, you know, what, like, can we, how are you? You know what I mean? Just kind of having that last check-in that you try and have during that moment. And I was like, what are you doing with your life? And he was like, I, I'm, an, I'm a Harley Davidson salesman. That's not how he sounded. I'll just do my accent. <sighs> he was like, I'm a, I'm a Harley Davidson salesman and I'm going to Detroit on a Harley-Davidson conference. And I was like, holy shit, I like you. You sell motorcycles internationally. Cool, good arms. That makes it sense to me that you would have those arms and that bike. I was like, well, are you traveling by yourself or with your buddies? And he goes like, oh no, the, pretty much the whole rest of the plane is also Harley-Davidson salespeople. And then he went like, right mates? Or something like that. He went like, right, mates? And then like literally the entire plane was like, yes, we are! And I thought like, all right, if I die, these are my people! You know, like at least I'm going down like a soldier with this with man! You know, like I felt, I felt... Do you not understand why those, I would want to go down with motorcycle salespeople? Did I lose you on that? What the fuck is, who do you want to go down with? That's it, like me and just dudes that sell hogs, just giant dudes that sell hogs. Those are the people I wanna be. I am betrayed by this tiny woman's body. <laughs> if I could be, I would, I would be an Australian Harley Davidson salesman. But alas, I'm just a lesbian. I should, I should say this again, I'm Cameron Esposito, I'll be your host tonight, you can clap for me. Yeah. You can clap for all the comics you're going to see on the show. we got an awesome show tonight. Really excited about that. I was also, I mean, I guess I'll start the show in a second. I just want to bring you guys a little bit where I am. Um, I just realized today that Madonna is a person. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that day where you realize, like, wow, she, like, recorded Cherish. Like, it came out of her mouth. And she sang it into a microphone. And before that, that song didn't exist. It's like a pretty spiritual moment when you realize that you're not you know, in it alone. Like Madonna's made decisions and turned things down. And she's crafted her own life. I feel like as an entertainer, it's important to be aware of the other people that make the choice to also entertain. So if I could dedicate this show to anyone... It would be a young Madonna, just forging out on her own in New York. You know, her brother's a backed-up dancer for her. She's just figuring out bras. <laughs> Inside of the outside, she says, "Who cares?" <laughs> and then from that, you know, from that, 
four or five years ago, I saw her descend into a stadium in the middle of a disco ball. Can achieve that, you know, <laughs> as a human person, still available to you. It's inspiring. It's not so much what she's doing now, because like her most recent album has some. I just want her to be like. I just want her to say into a mo microphone. I don't want her to release any more songs. I just want her to say into a microphone with her regular speaking voice, just like, "Well, guys." I'm in my 50s. <laughs> and so I will let you know uh, that I am uh, tired and I hurt myself when I sleep on my own body. <laughs> so I'm just going to relax for a while. I'm not going to try and keep up. Um, I'll be watching movies if you want to come over. Like, I just want her to say these things. You look very smiley. How are you doing? Good. Yeah? Wow. See? Do you see this audience? Everybody's having like a fantastic day. And you're leaning away. It's okay. I don't want to... Because it felt like when I was like, you're looking smiley, then you... You're having a good day? Okay. Don't, don't feel stressed. I'm friendly and I won't, I won't uh, harm you. Okay. Thank you for... You're like, no, I'm fine. You just have long legs. So they just have to go to the side. I understand. You, what, you picked the front row? Yeah, because you, you got long, tall person legs. Yeah, and then and then you're nope, it's okay. Hey, you know you you got you still have you know you're you're all right. <laughs> okay. You can't even because you look like a like how tall are you? Like five six. Five six. <laughs> Fuck, you know. <laughs> no, that's. That's, that's good, because you, you're, like, very adorable. Oh, you don't like it? You don't like being 5'6"? And a dude? Is that tough? Yeah. Do, what it, what it, do people say, Is there, like, a slam that you get? Uh, no, I guess no one's ever really actually made fun Served of you? Well, okay. There's always the rest of this show. Everybody prepare their work. We'll go around in a circle. You can finally get those short people chants you've been waiting to... What am I saying? <laughs> yeah, it's, there's nothing, because there's nothing to make fun... What would anybody say? Like, oh, you can't reach tall things. And you go, well, stairs exist, also elevators. Plus, money is not found in high places, but instead in your phone, which is in your hand. So. We are going to start the show. Yes. I have only seen this first comic on uh, the internet, I believe, and I was really excited with what I saw, so I'm so excited to watch him live tonight here at uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. So ladies and gentlemen, please, let's hear from Mr. Jay Larson. Give it up for Jay. The, the unison clap, that was nice. Everyone usually goes their own way, but the, every now and then someone gets stuck in it, and then you're ready. You're like, ah, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? He's doing the same exact clap as I am. And you're like, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. And then maybe you can bring everybody into a unity. You know what I mean? And everyone becomes one. Didn't happen tonight. Didn't happen tonight. A lot of things I want to share with you guys. There's a lot of things. Cameron mentioned her mom. My mother went to my buddy Dave's 
grandfather died, and my mother went to the funeral back home, and she called me, and she's like, I go, hey, how was, how was the funeral? And she goes, well, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Dave's the best-looking one of the bunch. I was like, really? Dave can put it together real well in mourning? That's really what the stat you're taking away from that funeral was how good-looking someone looked? Maybe it would help if you guys knew my mother a little better. You know what I mean? I like black women. Yeah, not like a sexual thing. I just like them. I just love them because they are the most honest and confident people. And when those two things collide, oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I was getting on an airplane the other day and I had a black stewardess and I go, hey, how you doing? And she goes, I'm just hoping I win the lottery so I can quit this job, honey. How you doing? And I was like, oh my God, this woman has no idea how much I love her right now. One, I fantasize about the lottery all the time. I spend 30 mil a day, 30 mil. You know what you do with 30 mil? No idea. I got a farm in New England. What, I don't have a farm right now? Yeah, I do. I just bought it. 240 acres, that's my max. Minimum, 18. Minimum, 18. Depends on where you're living. You know what I mean? How close. I bet I watch a show on television that no one else in this room watches. Anyone want to take that bet? Does anyone else think they watch a show that no one else in this room watches? I watch This Old House. Anyone else? You do? Do you watch it? Are you watching it currently? No. See? I, I watch it. You don't watch it. You've watched it. That's not a thing. I get excited. I get home. I go, is it on? My, babe, my wife's like, babe, what are, what, are, what, are you, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, This Old House is on. They're doing a house in Essex. And next week, they're going Darryl to, to John Oates' house. They're going to John Oates' house, which is like unbelievable. That's just everything for me happened in one episode. Essex, where I'd love to be. Uh, building an old house, which I'd love to be. And John Oates? Hey, what, are you serious? Yeah. If I could rank black people in the order in which I like them, it would be old black guy is one. You get an old black guy to accept you? Oh, unbelievable. That guy's best. Someone wrinkly. You want someone wrinkly, you know, old and fragile. <laughs> old black woman comes in at number two. If an old black woman loves you, what? Is there anything else on the planet you would rather have? I don't think there is. An old black woman wants to be around you. That's two. I mean, that's, th that's two. Three, tiny black baby. Tiny black baby. <laughs> One that can walk, though, you know what I mean? They're always fat. They're always so good looking. With an afro. I don't want some straight-haired black kid, you know what I mean? I want the afro. I want the real deal. I love, I, I like passionately wanted to be black as a kid. That's all I wanted. Every report I ever did was on a black human being, except for JFK. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. And recently I was in New York at this party at the Spotted Pig, which is this really cool restaurant. We were on the third floor. It was a private party. There's a lot of black people there. And I was pretty excited that there were. And uh, I was at the bar waiting for my buddy in the bathroom, and a black guy came over to the bar, and I was like, oh, what's up, dude? What's like hoping, like, you know, we're going to bond? And he looks over, and he just goes... Like that, for the high five. And I was like, oh, you don't think I'm gonna? And as I get to right here, I realize he was just going like this. But now I'm up, hand up in the air, like, we're gonna, no, my God, no! Because then I just thought every single black person would see me, and then it would seep into the collective consciousness of all black people, and they would all not like me because I got left hanging on a high five. I see that you guys don't care about high fives. I realized recently about myself I'm not comfortable touching a pregnant woman. 
just not comfortable with it. I don't like. I don't want to touch the belly. It's just too much for me. And I know that everyone has little things like, oh, some people are good at this, some's good. I can't touch a pregnant woman's belly. You know what I mean? It's awkward and weird. I'll also never use. I'll also never use like call signs to get like a word out over the phone. You know what I mean? Like if you're on with a telemarketer or something, they're like, they're like, okay, what is that again? I'd never be like, B is in Bravo. I won't do it. I'll just say it over and over again. And I don't know what it is. It's just one thing I'm not willing to do. It's just one thing I'm not willing to do. I'll never say pinch a loaf. You're never going to hear that come out of my mouth because that's disgusting. I'm never going to say pound in the pavement. That's not something I'm... I'm never going to say cup of joe. Just certain things I've accepted about myself. Another thing I've accepted about myself, I don't care what anyone thinks. And I'm not saying I don't care what your perception of me is. I literally don't care what you think. I would much rather think what I think you think because that just makes the world a beautiful place. You know what I mean? That makes the world a beautiful place. I don't know anything about you, but what I'd like to think is that you're from Wisconsin. You still talk to your mother all the time. Maybe you're good at woodworking, but you also have a very sensitive side. You know what I mean? And you're afraid of things, and you like candles lit during the day. That's what I'd like to think about him. Why? Because I want to know that human being exists. Okay? I don't, you think I really want to find out he's a total D? No, I don't. I don't want to know that. I recently found myself in my hotel gym working out at 3 o'clock in the morning, drunk and stoned in jeans and a flannel, <laughs> only doing left bicep curls. That's what I was... I was just staring in the mirror being like, really? This is what we're doing? This is the stage we're taking to. This is the level? And half of my brain was like, dude, you look so ridiculous right now. And this half was like, should we do a full workout? Should we do a full workout? We already started. We have already started. And I only did one arm and I didn't do anything else. It was the only thing... That I have a couple other things, and then I'm going to go. Oh, I'm married, but I had always wanted to marry a, a woman for her green card. Like, I always wanted her to get in the country for me, because then I felt like I kind of own her. You know what I mean? I kind of always, always wanted to own somebody. You know what I mean? Just that's kind of a thing. And I always wanted to marry a woman that had a, had a kid already. You know what I mean? So I could be the guy who comes in and is like, yeah, that's right. Who's your new dad? Like, I didn't have to go through the whole thing. I don't have to, like, worry about if he's carrying on the projection of what I want him to be. You know what I mean? I can just be like, dude, listen, I know you fucked up. I know you fuck. I got it. I got it. Then, like, you don't think you can do it? Yes, you can. I'd be the yes, you can guy. I'd be like, yes, you can. And I'd raise him up from pain and turn him into a, a healthy human being. Instead, now I got to make my own fucking kid with my wife. It's going to suck. It's going to suck. Oh, okay. I always did want kids, though. I, I had names picked out in fifth grade. I had them written on my binder. So maybe you guys had, like, I love this person. I had names written out for, like, boys and girls, like Nolan. You don't think Nolan sails around the world? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> Nolan doesn't start a business at 13? Yeah, he does. Successful. <laughs> Abigail? Oh! Abigail's not a folk singer? Yep. I gotta go. See ya. <laughs> Guys, Jay Larson. Let's hear it for Jay one more time. And if you liked Jay, which I think you did... Uh, he also has a podcast of his own. Oh, as you know, we podcast this show, so you can download and rate and review that. Also, Jay has a podcast called The Crab Feast, so you can download, rate, and review that. Why would you not do those things? What are you doing that you wouldn't be doing that? Whatever it is, stop doing that. Do this. Okay, I think that was a very compelling argument. <laughs> Man, Jay's gonna maybe make a child. Isn't that crazy? Not that 
I, I want to have a child, but just the idea that when some people have sex with each other, a, then a baby happens? <laughs> Those acts have become so distanced <laughs> from one another in my mind. <laughs> Sometimes I look at a child and I say, from where? <laughs> from where? <laughs> friends have kids, I say, all right, sure. But not because, you, oh my God, now I'm embarrassed, you know, because <laughs> I've thought about it and everything. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know how that's ever going to, it's just gross. I, have we talked about this? <sighs> have we talked about this here? Have I talked about this with you? I, I want to have children, but I don't know how I'm going to get one because I don't want uh, anything in my body that has hair. <laughs> Already on its head. If you're growing a baby inside of you, a lot of babies are born with hair in their head. That means if you reverse that process, right before that baby was born, you had hair inside of your body. And fingernails! <laughs> inside of you! So did I dissuade anybody? <laughs> That's fine. We need to control the population anyway. Think about that. Keep that in your minds before you make beautiful children that will take care of you in your old age. Just think about that process with the nails. Okay. A couple women got upset. Are you all right? Okay. <laughs> She's all right. Guys, we're going to keep the show moving. Uh, this next comic, he and I, I've known him from way back in Chicago for many years, and he is just, he's killing it. He's uh, been on Letterman and Leno. He's got a Comedy Central special that is re-airing tomorrow morning at 9.30. <laughs> So you should get up and watch that thing. Uh, and also, you should put your hands together for him right now. Mr. Michael Palasek, guys. Give it up for Michael. Thank you. And fade out. It's good to be here. I grew up... I didn't grow up here, obviously, on the stage. I... Uh, <laughs> It's my opener. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Indiana, and it was weird growing up in a small town because everyone still tried to be cool in high school, even though no one really knew how, you know? Like, uh, like one of my friends, my junior in high school, got a hoop earring in one ear, which is fine. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Next week, came back. He had a hoop earring in the other ear, too. I was like, oh, someone's not sure about something. <laughs> I must inquire about it. I was like, why did you get a hoop earring in one ear? Last week, and now you have a hoop earring in both ears. It was one on layaway. Like, <laughs> was your head off balance and you just couldn't take it? Like, what? <laughs> Do you want to support Sonic the Hedgehog more? Like, what? <laughs> my, my friend was like, well, Michael, the guy said, if you get a hoop earring in one ear, that means you're gay. If you get a hoop earring in both ears, that means you're straight. I was like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but that is a great way to sell earrings. <laughs> they should do that with other products. <laughs> How many iPhones do you want? <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just have one. Oh, so you like guys. I had a lot of food allergies as a kid. I was flawed. Uh, 
The doctor told me a reason. Like, I eat an apple, my mouth swells up, and it's hard to breathe. It's because my body sees the apple as a foreign substance. And that's the way my body reacts to protect itself. It's by swelling up and making it hard to breathe. <laughs> my body's an idiot. That's a horrible security system. I would never purchase that for anything. Ever. Like, how does this car alarm work? Well, it locks you inside. <laughs> and then it explodes. <laughs> We're going to shop around a little bit. We really weren't looking to buy today. Specifically. Sometimes I'm awkward around people I know. Sometimes I'm awkward around people I don't know. That's me. Um, one time I was hanging out with someone I didn't know. I was hanging out with her and her friend. I, her friend I knew, but like they'd been drinking and we were out and I was giving them a ride home, but my friends like passed out in the back seat. So all of a sudden I had to make conversation with this new person. And I kinda, kinda I don't know, when I hang out with somebody new, I want them to have like a good time hanging out with me, you know? Like, like if they were to fill out a comment card afterwards, I wanna get, I wanna get like all fives, you know? And like, and fives are really good, it's not like in the middle, like. And, um, and so I don't know, I put pressure, you know? I was like, all right, all right, okay, I have siblings. I'll ask her about her siblings. Whatever she says, great. And then I'll come back with my awesome sibling stories. And then she'll be like, oh my God, he had something to relate to what I was just talking about. This guy's amazing. If he had a comment card for hanging out with him, I would give him all fives. <laughs> and fives are like really good. It's not down the middle. So I was like, all right. I was like, do you have siblings? And she was like, no. And, but she didn't just say no. She said like, no, like no, no. Like, <laughs> No, no, like as if she used to have siblings and <laughs> me asking that question just was like a landmine of truth that exploded and murdered everything that made her happy. Like, so I didn't come back on my sibling stories at that point. It was just quiet, it was just quiet in the car. And then five minutes later, she was like, both my sisters died in a car accident. <laughs> yeah, that, that sucks for her, obviously. But it, it kind of sucks for me, too. Like, <laughs> There's no way to make that situation lighter. We're not home yet. Like, what am, I, what am I supposed to do? Drop her off? Like, oh, we made it. <laughs> I don't know if you had a sibling rivalry, but you're up one at least. It's an unfair story, I guess. It happened, but it's unfair because I do stand-up and I get to share that version with the world and she doesn't do stand-up, so nobody hears her side of it at all. So I would like to do my impression of her side of it right now <laughs> just to balance the tables a little bit. So here we go. So I was hanging out with this guy and he was like a really good-looking guy. And then, <laughs> he was just like a really good-looking guy and like he was a really good-looking guy. That's the impression. <laughs> I, uh, I went to Starbucks the other day. I, I like going to Starbucks for breakfast because they serve it all day, and that's when I eat it. <laughs> I went in there, and it was weird. Like, uh, I feel like if you're not ordering coffee, which I don't because I care about my health. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I feel like if you're not ordering something, that they, they, do some, they make you do some work. You know, like I ordered a bagel and cream cheese, and I went to sit down, and I realized that they'd given me a spoon to eat that with. Just, just a spoon, a bagel, and a little thing of cream cheese. And that's not how I eat that. 
I don't scoop the cream cheese into my face and then bite the bagel and just shake it up. This is just how I remember it. This is going to be on the podcast. So I went on to the lady. I was like, you gave me a spoon. I need a knife. And she said, we were out of knives, so I gave you a spoon. Uh, okay. Um, you just said most of the same words I said is the problem. <laughs> but you said it as if it were a solution. <laughs> are you a barista or a Jedi Knight? <laughs> These are not the knives you are looking for. Those are not the knives I was looking for. I went, You can't just say words that happen to be true and then ignore the problem. I can't do that. I know that. When I was a kid, my mom would be like, Michael, how come your dad's the only one taking out the garbage? I'd be like, because no one is helping him. <laughs> I can't believe you couldn't figure that out on your own. I'm way younger than you, and I analyze that immediately. Thanks, everybody, so much. I'm Michael Palsack. Guys, Michael Palasak. Oh, he's hilarious. I'm, I'm excited about our next performer. She is in from New York. And actually, we were, just, we were just backstage. We were talking about... She was asking me if I liked having moved to L.A. And I, I actually I really, really like living here. Um, who here... Well, th I mean, most people did, most people moved to L.A. that lived here, right? Like, did anybody grow up here? Cl clap if you grew up here. That's, yeah. Wow, wow. How, how, how is, you look, how is that, growing up here? Ish? I don't know. Beautiful. Everything. See how relaxed you are? Do you get it? That's because you grew up here. Like, I was making the decision between, uh, because at, at a certain point, a lot of people that start their comedy career in Chicago, they move to New York or L.A., and I was trying to figure out, like, should I move to New York or L.A.? I am a, I am a super intense person. Like, real intense. <laughs> For instance, I have something that I call research. And that involves me spending 45 minutes to an hour on my phone uh, trying to figure out what movies Doug Jones was in. <laughs> the answer, every movie. <laughs> But anyway, my point is, I'm a very intense person. So I thought about moving to New York, and then I was like, I don't know if I should move to New York. Like, I, I would be the president of New York, because it's a very... But no, I wouldn't, also. Like, everybody there is as intense... Like, New York is a, is a place where just, just riding the train is like, you either make it or you don't! Get in or out! Like, it's like... <laughs> like, you have to walk a certain speed while you're walking down the sidewalk, otherwise you'll just be carried. Like, there's no... Like, have you ever been in New York? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Kind of a short guy. I'm just kidding. Just carried down the street because you're a little short legs. <laughs> I'm such a dick. You're very handsome. That's why I can get away with this. You are very handsome and, and, and adorable. Um, not a short adorable, like, like a handsome guy. I know, you get it. I think we're friends with each other. Um... But L.A., L.A. is so laid back, it is actually ridiculous. And I know that this is something that we know about our city, but it's still like, you guys, dogs. 
are not supposed to be at restaurants. <laughs> no, not ever. I was having brunch with my girlfriend, with my girlfriend, my, my, my girlfriend? With my girlfriend, and there was a table of people sitting next to us. We were outside, and this table of people was kind of cold because they were in the shade, so they picked up their tape. They didn't move their chairs. They picked up their table and moved it into the driveway of a neighboring house. Because the driveway was in the sun, there was a plant which designated the end of the veranda we were eating on. But they just moved into a, a private property driveway and had an omelet delivered to them. Because, like, who gives a... F like, where does... Who cares? Our dogs wanted to be here where it's warmer. So this is what we're doing. I spent 25 minutes trying to buy green leggings at American Apparel last Thursday. Not for St. Patrick's Day, as you would think. I was trying to get a She-Hulk costume. I was trying to get a She-Hulk costume together real last minute. So I flew in. I was like, I'll get one pair of green tights from a top, cut the crotch out, wear that over my head, over my arms, paint my face, then one pair of green leggings on the bottom, then a dress, pow! I'm Jennifer Walters, a lawyer, and also the She-Hulk. But I walked into American Apparel, and they, like, couldn't figure out how to sell me anything. Like, because these girls were just like, I was like, I'll take these uh, leggings, and one of them was like, And they were the same leggings, but they were different prices. And so I said to them, which of these prices is accurate? Because I kind of think, as the customer, I should be given the lower price. And then this girl, I just want you to know, that statement blew her mind. Like nobody had ever said that to her, and she goes, oh, no, we made those more expensive, but we just forgot to change that tag. Which I think is not what you're supposed to say. Like, I, don't th I think you're supposed to say, that one's a misprint. But she just looked me right in the face and was like, yeah, we just made that, so we just made a decision that that's more money now? And so, whoops. Like, that's what she... <laughs> I was like, well, I still think maybe you should honor the one... Pr just because, like, out of... Just like this, I, I felt like I needed to have a teaching moment with her. I was like, well, technically, I don't... She was like, I think I have to call my manager. Anyway, 25 minutes later, she sold me the leggings for the reduced price. Oh, thank you so much. Fighting the power that is American Apparel. Fighting the power that is every pair of high-waisted shorts you've ever seen. So I'm having a hard time adjusting to LA. And I, I love it here, but I do, I, mean, I am like doing lots of yoga to just like exist with you guys. I'm doing as much yoga as I can and I also walk a lot. You guys don't know how to use sidewalks because one person just stands statically in the middle of the sidewalk. Woo! And has a conversation. And then you say, pardon me. And then they just, they don't move or acknowledge you or say sorry. Who doesn't, like, I feel like there's three options. One is... One is to just say, no. <laughs> the other one is to move, and the third one is to say, sorry. These people just, I, why are you talking to me? I'm having brunch here in the middle of this sidewalk. 
so I'm having an adjustment problem, but I think it's going fine. I'm just doing a lot of deep breathing. <laughs> and partaking of some of your local marijuana. No, I'm not. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> You'll never know. See how I just protected myself legally? Okay, guys. So let's welcome... Uh, she is from New York. She's in from New York. She also runs a show at the UCB East in New York. So she's one of ours, guys. She's one of our own. That show is called If You Build It. I've done it a bunch of times. It's really fun. Let's hear it right now for Kara Clank, guys. Give it up for Kara. Hi, guys. Did you guys know Cameron was an intense person? Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. How's everybody doing? Good? You guys drinking some beers and stuff? People drinking beers? Nice. That guy's going hard. All right. Yeah, you made it onto the podcast. Okay. Um, I, uh, yeah, I love beers. I love drinking. I, uh, I'm in the middle of paying for just one of the most intense bar tabs of my life, you guys. Ooh, just my college education. I don't know if that's um, happened to any of you guys. I bought like one round years ago, and they will not stop emailing me about it. They're really interested in getting paid. Um, so I wanted to consolidate my student loans, so I went to this website, and I set up an account. I did like a username and a password, and then they gave me a security question in case I forget that password. And that security question was, in what city is your vacation home located? I'm trying to save $5 a month here. Why, why are you interested in where I summer? You know? I was like, what other questions were in the running that didn't make the cut, you know? Like, what is the name of your childhood pony? How many eagles are on your family's crest? How many domestics have you fired for insolence, you know? If you're gonna make me feel bad for being poor, like, let's go all the way, come on. Come on, yeah. I don't have a secondary home, uh, shockingly, uh, on account of not really having a primary home. Uh, I don't have any assets, I own nothing. Uh, my boyfriend did just buy an Xbox though, so on our way. Uh, but apparently, I just thought we were all gonna rent forever. I thought that was just it. And uh, now I have friends from college and stuff buying apartments, and I don't even know how that would even begin to happen, but I guess in a lot of cases, it's just that your parents buy it for you, which sounds really nice. Like, I was talking to one of my friends who had an experience like that where her parents bought her a place. And she comes over to talk to me about, to my place, to talk to me about uh, her new free apartment. And uh, she starts complaining to me about the move. You know, getting all of her stuff from her old apartment to that new free one. Which sounds like a real buzzkill. So I was making fun of her pretty aggressively to her face. And, uh... She looked at me like this. Is, she looked at me so sincerely, and she goes, "No, Kara, seriously, my friend Foxley told me." I'll give you guys a second with that real person's name. It helps if we're all on board. Um, my friend Foxley told me that he read an article that said that aside from the loss of a loved one, moving is the most traumatic experience a person can go through. I was like, oh my God. Well, out of the way, rape, robbery, and ransom situations. No, yeah. 
turns out just gingerly placing all of your shit into cardboard boxes is like way more traumatic than like, I don't know, finding a mouse in your bed, hearing your neighbors role play to Game of Thrones, your dad telling you you've got a good body. I don't know. All three of those things happened to me in one week. I'm ready to move into a new free apartment. Let's do it. I'll carry every box on my back. I'm not scared. No, yeah, so I'm just doing uh, this comedy thing, and uh, maybe I'll stop renting one day. Uh, a lot of people ask me, like, why I do comedy. Like, why did you get into stand-up? And I always tell them the truth, which is that I needed to change the way my name came up in a Google search. Uh, and the reason is because, true story, I was interviewed on Dateline NBC like years ago because I went to college with this girl and I barely knew her, but I went to college with her and her husband mysteriously disappeared from their honeymoon cruise. Yeah, if it's ringing any bells, it's because they made a Lifetime movie about it. Uh, I did not get cast in the part of a girl who barely knows the girl. In the... And so... So if you want to look up the interview, you literally can. It's just like me, super fat with like huge hair being like, she was so pretty. I can't believe this happened. <laughs> like, it's like the most embarrassing moment of my life. Slash my first TV credit. No. <laughs> um, so for the longest time, when you Googled Kara Clank, the first link to come up was NBC.com reliable that said, Few clues found in honeymoon disappearance. <laughs> sketchy. Super sketchy. But it was like so helpful when I was on like bad internet dates, you know? Because I could just be like, oh yeah, when you get home, Google me. Are you a strong swimmer? Just with like a crazy eye, you know? Guys are always saying women are crazy, right? I mean, I don't think that girl actually killed her husband. If she did, she's kind of crazy. But guys are always saying stuff like girls are crazy, women are psycho, that kind of thing, which I'm always like, shut the hell up. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm always like defending women. But then I'll talk to like one girl at a bar for two minutes. And I'm like, okay, you guys got this one, fine. Like I met this girl at a bar and she goes to me, hey, does anyone ever tell you that you look like someone famous? And I go, oh, not really. I've gotten like Joan Cusack twice, but that's pretty much it. Okay, you guys agree a little bit. That's cool. It's fine. And uh, I was like, not really. And she goes, no, does anyone ever tell you that you look like Uma Thurman? Yeah, I'll let you guys get a good look at my face. So I go, uh, no. Probably because I, I just look nothing like Uma Thurman. I think I share more features with like, Dwayne the Rock Johnson than I do with Uma Thurman. And then I like really squint in the bar light, you guys, and I get a good look at this girl's mug and she looks just like Uma Thurman. So I'm like, all right, I'll bite. Uh, does anyone ever tell you that you look like Uma Thurman? And she goes, oh my God, all the time. <laughs> People stop me in the street. They think I'm her. What? I was like, did, I was like, did you just... Did you just ping pong compliment me? Because, I, I mean, if that's what we're doing, I can play too. I was like, wait though, does anyone ever tell you that you look like someone having a conversation with a crazy bitch? <laughs> well, that's what I look like? Oh my God, stop it. Stop it. Don't cut it out. 
I, uh, I do think Los Angeles is um, a lovely city. I am in town from New York for a little bit, and uh, it's great here. I like how everybody's like really into fitness and being healthy and stuff, and I'm cool with fitness, but I really draw the line at marathon running. I'm really sorry if that's like your passion, but I just can't get on board with it. It sounds horrible. It sounds like torture, like you train for like months and months so you can what, like... Have you been wondering forever what it would feel like to get hobbled while you suffer from dysentery? I don't... Every friend of mine comes up to me and is like, well, Kara, what an experience. Well, I shattered my shins. I'll never be able to walk upright fully ever again. And, um, oh yeah, I had some nipple bleeding for sure. And what, what else was I going to tell you? Oh yeah, I shat myself publicly. But gosh, that runner's high I got for like three seconds right at the end there was pretty amazing. I think, I don't know, I, uh, I, I passed out pretty hard at the end. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much. I'm Kara Clegg. Guys, Kara Clegg, let's hear it for her. Good stage running, guys. You guys nailed the shit out of that. No, that was the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Your hair is cool also. Yeah, that's like, that's like three steps further than what I've done here. <laughs> I like which, it's not so much asymmetrical as wherever, you know, and I like that. I like it. It's really, it feels fun when you get the one part shaved, right? Because then you can fluff that up, plus you got the long part to slick in a sinister way. I love that about this haircut. Rub it for comfort. And slick the bangs in a sinister manner. <laughs> guys, we've got two comics left, and both of them are, I'm, I, I love them both so much. Uh, this next guy, so first of all, I will say, uh, we started comedy together in Chicago, and, and he is my closest friend um, in comedy, and, and, and also, like, one of my closest friends in the world. Um, and also, he is the reason that this show exists, one of them, uh, because he introduced uh, me and my co-producer, Ryan McMenamin. So really, we can give him lots of love because otherwise, Ryan and I wouldn't know each other and you guys wouldn't all be here. Isn't that, doesn't that like a great reason to give him all of the claps that you possibly have? He's also a very funny man. You're going to love him. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Adam Burke. Guys, give it up for Adam. Oh, come on. How you guys doing, all right? Oh, that was very sweet. I have to hide the fact that I was weeping openly backstage. Um, if my voice sounds weird, uh, I'm kind of getting over a bit of a cold at the moment. Having a cold sucks. But you have to know how to have fun with it. Like right now, there's a competition going on my, in my body between whiskey and acetaminophen <laughs> to see who can make it to my liver first and just... <laughs> kick the shit out of it. I'm rooting for Team Jack Daniels because always been on black. The other reason my voice might sound weird is because uh, I, I have a fucking accent. I'm not from here originally. I grew up in various parts of the UK and I've lived here in the States for 10 years. So I don't even have a cool accent like that Australian guy back there. I have like an awful middle of the road. Like I sound like a character actor who's not even trying anymore. Like... <laughs> I sound like when they ask Kevin Costner to play an Englishman, he doesn't even do a voice. He just mentions scones way more often than he would. 
I hate my accent. I hate uh, this weird indistinct accent because I hate it because some people have an indistinct rest of the world accent and it's very alluring, you know, it's very seductive. People are like, oh, what country are you from? Oh, I'm from a tiny country bordered by the rivers of sex and come get some. It's like, <laughs> I hate those people. <laughs> uh, Cameron mentioned uh, I do live in Chicago now. A lot of my friends have moved here to L.A. to get away from the Chicago winters, and I say, fuck that, I love the Chicago winters. I love what they do to people. Like, my next-door neighbor has an adorable six-year-old daughter. And about a, a couple of weeks ago, I went up to this kid. I said, hey, hey, you think it's going to snow tomorrow? And the kid was like, it's Chicago. Who knows what's going to happen? Like this tiny <laughs> curmudgeon. The same girl, you'd ask her, hey, you going to try out for Little League this year? Ah, what's the point? The Democrats have it all sewn up, you know? <laughs> she's, she's eating candy cigarettes 15 feet from the door of her kindergarten. This is bullshit. Can't fight City Hall. You know, it's just... <laughs> it was St. Patrick's Day over the weekend. It was fucking awful. Because I'm, I'm like, my folks are Irish. I, you know, my dad's from County Mayo, mom's from County Armagh. So every St. Patrick's Day, my friends just drag me out with them to make their day more authentic. <laughs> just stand over there and be pale with them gnaw on this potato. <laughs> we have a new pope? Do we care? I don't give a fuck. We have a new Pope Francis, whatever. He's Jesuit. There's a big Jesuit university in uh, Chicago called Loyola. And I just want to start seeing if they, they start using the Pope and all their advertising. You know? <laughs> Look at the places you could go, you know? Maybe they could offer a papacy undergraduate, you know? <laughs> papacy 101 would mainly just be destroying the evidence. <laughs> the class would mainly be the operation and maintenance of a shredder. That's mainly what it would be. <laughs> Fuck the new Pope, because he completely overshadowed the big news last week, which is that they found the Higgs boson. Do we know about this? Two people, awesome, see? You all knew about the Pope shit. Everyone knows about the Pope shit, not the science stuff. The same reason, everyone's more excited about the wars on Game of Thrones than they are the one in Syria, you know? Like, it's just, we're hardwired for fiction. They found this Higgs boson, and no one gives a shit about it. They found it over in the CERN laboratory, and this is a huge discovery. It basically tells us why the universe looks the way it does, but people don't care. Because scientists don't know a way to explain things that make people care because scientists don't understand people. <laughs> if they did, they wouldn't be scientists. <laughs> Have you ever noticed every anthropological study that comes out, it just tells us shit we already know? Like we, we surveyed 7,000 people. It turns out people are nicer to attractive people. <laughs> yeah, we know that. We're people. Tell us how all the other shit works. Why are there sometimes clouds in the shape of a penis? And vice versa. Why is there sometimes a tiny tornado of garbage in a parking lot? And when there is, is there a little family of redneck ants going, Get the kids, Cheryl, it's a nor'easter! You know? And the Higgs boson is in this, but the thing is, every... The problem with scientists, when they try to explain something, they start off with a well-meaning analogy and get bogged down 
in specifics. Every article I read on the Higgs boson is basically goes like this. All right, here's what the Higgs boson is, right? Okay. Imagine all the matter in the universe is like a bowl of soup. Bowl of soup. I had soup today. That's awesome. Next. All right. <laughs> now, all your regular particles, your electrons and your neutrons, that's like bits of corn and carrot in the soup. Corn and carrot, not only informative, but delicious. Awesome. Next. <laughs> all right. Now, the Higgs boson, that's like the salt in the soup, but that salt is invisible exists outside of time, and tastes exactly like pepper. <laughs> so, the Higgs boson is like pepper. I don't know why I even bother, which is just a really weird way to end an article. It's like, well, if you, I don't know if you've ever read poetry by a particle physicist. It always sucks. It's always like this, how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. Well, first, let us say that N is a base unit or way of loving, and then mu over tau, that's all the possible deviations on that base unit divided by the average number of hours in a human lifespan, and then sigma with a squiggly thing over it, that's all the impossible ways of loving you. I can't, for instance, love you in both Strasbourg and Cairo at the same time because matter can't exist simultaneously in two points in the space-time continuum, at least under the standard Einsteinian model, unless you, unless you believe in sort of more of a multiverse string-based cosmology, in which case you're not the woman I thought you were. You know, it just <laughs> lacks a certain music. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out. Guys, Mr. Adam Burke. And if you liked Adam, he has an album out on uh, a special thing records that's called Universal Squirrel Theory. So you should pick that up. It's very funny. You might even recognize the voice that intros him on that album because it's my voice <laughs> so guys we got one final comic he is hilarious he's got an album out uh, as well I think Blues is actually the second album but it's called Shovel Fighter very funny let's hear it right now for Mr. Matt Bronger guys give it up for Matt hi Matt Bronger you were amazing on the show first of all thanks hilarious. thank and, you um, you were just talking about the fact that you did well sometimes when people want their sets cut I just mm -hmm. ask them why not because oh, yeah, not, not like to trap you I'm just yeah. curious because I know a lot of people are like working on future stuff yeah. are you working on something right now yeah I'm, well, I'm, I'm putting together a new album and uh, hopefully a new special oh, I'd say I'm going to do it fall so I've got about wow. six months to yeah. kind of you know or and less to your kind of last get it all album together. Shovel Fighter that didn't come out that came that out long ago that came out last July but okay. I recorded it last you know, not this December before okay. last December. Got it, got it. Mm, that's all. So if I record it in yeah. fall, it won't come out until right, right, right. You know, that kind of thing. Well, and this will be. Will this be your third album? That's yeah. Cause, it will. What was your first one called again? Uh, Soak up the night. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And you also released that like on vinyl. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I know everything about your albums. Look at you. I'm really good at what at things that are. I'm touched. So three in. That's kind of a serious amount of material to have out there that I guess. is like honed I think sure. so oh thanks Thank I mean you. it's impressive thank you I know I know you've also been doing this for a long time but and then mm. how many specials have you done uh well two half hour one half hour one hour yeah so the, ho hopefully and then the thing is who knows right now I'm just putting out the feelers to find out okay yeah. uh can I do a special 
you know, right. blah, 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 who's interested, all that stuff. What are the options? You know, because it's a whole different ball game now, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Mm-hmm. Good for you, yeah. first of all. And second of all, so how do you... How do you know what you're going to use on your stuff? Like, how, how long do you work on something before you think it's ready? It's hard to say. I think you try you, you try to shoot for the gold standard, which is Louis C.K. and New Hour every year. But to me, that's almost like the five-minute mile. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's like, you can do it, but will it be great? You sure. know? So I give myself a little longer, a year and a half to two years for something to... Because re- you want that hour to be solid. You don't want it to be, like, you know, compared to, like, putting together, like, a, a an album or something like right. that. You're like, like, how many shitty songs do you want to have on there? And there's always stuff that, <laughs> there's always stuff that you'll put on that like you that you like more than most crowds like. Oh, you're still I, putting I'm glad it on you there. said that because I was gonna say mm-hmm. like sometimes the shitty songs are like the ones that yeah. that's your pet project. So I'm glad that you don't remove that. No, kind no, of no. Stuff. You can't just go just by you know crowd reaction entirely yeah. because there's always those people that there'll be certain bits. I'm just like whatever, and there'll be someone who tweet like that's my favorite. Right. And it's just like oh okay cool cool. Absolutely. You know? How often are you touring these days? I, go, I know you're doing a lot of TV stuff too. Not. No, not since the show I was doing is pretty much gone. Okay. Uh, but we wrapped, uh, I think, like late last year. So okay. just doing a ton of auditioning and, and, and writing and trying to, you know, self-generate. You yeah. Know? So, so, but I, as for the road, I'm yeah, probably like uh, two to three clubs a month. Maybe oh, a couple, a maybe a college or, or two, yeah. you know. Um, so... Oh, I'd say on average probably two clubs a month and then a couple colleges and we'll see. That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And actually, this podcast is going to Bridgetown this year. Nice. We're doing that show. Sweet. And I know that you were... Did you co-found that festival? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, go, great, I go every single year. It's such a great festival. I've done it one mm-hmm. other time and had an awesome... T- so you were you did a great job of providing a place that comics like to go to hang out. I mean, I know that's Thanks. for comics. That's the one that everybody really... Yeah. It's, it's not necessarily like this crazy industry hangout time, or well, like you're not going to get seen and then like w- w- get your crazy deal. But yeah, no, you you, pro- it's a you won't summer camp. Or yeah, something. it's totally that's whatever calls it summer camp for comics. It's a lot. It's just a lot of fun, and it's like you know a lot. Of, it, it's a chance for like people that are not famous to play for bigger crowds than they've ever had. Yeah, and also just feel a sense of camaraderie and be in a festival. Yeah, because breaking into a festival is freaking tough it's really hard sure you know because it's like everyone shoots for new faces in montreal which is kind of a pie in the sky when you're starting out yeah. but it's really hard to book and then from there you know you've got a couple other you know a couple of little comedy festivals here and there but you'll have you know it, 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 it for the rest it's like music festivals that also do comedy yeah. and those are like really hard to break and into, so. i would say that i think my other experience has been that even at some of those bigger festivals they're very there's so much going on like there's so many yeah. shows it's also so in so many different places and mm-hmm. there's so many different levels of comics yeah. it doesn't really feel like a place that you can go in mm-hmm. actually um have like bonding time yeah. it's like networking time which is good it's sure. but it's more work sure. and less yeah. Fun. So I'm, anyway, I'm excited to go back. All right. And you're excited, going, excited you're going? to have you again. Oh yeah, I'll always awesome. go. I'll awesome, always buddy. go. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for the talk. Oh, thanks yeah. for having me, Cameron. Yeah. It's great. Take care. Matt Bronger, guys. Let's hear it for Matt Bronger. Hey, just real quick before we wrap up tonight, I just have a question for you guys. So first of all, um. I know we have a bunch of people that have seen have seen more than one show. So clap if you've seen more than one show here. Put your hands together. Well, look at this. We got we got buttons. So you should have a button, and you should have a button. I'm gonna walk over to you. 
There you go. Yes. Okay. Amazing. Uh, I've got three more buttons. Now we're gonna play a little. Now we're gonna play a little game. Hey, uh, does anybody know our Twitter handle? You're, you nailed the shit out of it because it's very hard. So, hands up for uh, hands up, hands up. Put put. Hey, this is a stick up. Uh, put your hands in the air. Also, uh, it's that's right. It's at pyht show, um, which is guys, honestly the best we can do. How, what, you realize it's a terrific title, but not great for 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 tweetage. But I still feel like it kind of makes you cooler if you know about it, because PYHT doesn't even roll trippingly off the tongue. You understand how excellent that makes you, if you uh, are aware of that? And then this is for your haircut. You get that? There you go. Yep, you get that button for your haircut. And then I think, we've, I think we all know who's getting the final button. There you go, sir. Yeah. There you go. Yay! <laughs> yes, awesome. Oh God, I want to say something so bad. No, I'm not. <laughs> Is it? It's so. Are you okay? Yeah. I'm just like. No, it's it's gonna look probably disproportionately large. <laughs> that guy. I'm like the, I'm like the shortest person. Also, I'm like the shortest person in the world. I think it is a little bit different for women. I don't know. I've never felt strange about it. But but listen, you look beautiful. And I love your shoes. I love your haircut. So you can tell me to shut the fuck up. Yeah. No. Tell me to keep going. That's right. Is that, are you are you guys friends or 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 uh, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Friends. Friends. Okay. Yep. Got it. So then there were arms. Things happened. Okay. Guys, what a fun show that was. Wasn't that a fun show? And you guys were all amazing. Thank you so much for coming out. We are here every Tuesday night at the UCB Theater. I'm Cameron Esposito. Please enjoy the rest of your night. Let's hear it for everybody you saw. And Rhea Butcher, who produces the show along with Ryan and I, stage managing it. Take care, guys. See you soon. Put your hands together. 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 Put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to clap with your hands together, put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, Jazos! (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.